0: Reading the Play is Australia's favourite source of NRL and horse racing tips. Our professional analysts provide the sporting enthusiasts with the best of the best. Get the best professional tips and previews from our tipsters direct to your phone. Readingtheplay.com
1: Are they racing on the weekend, Jared? Do you have a do you have a bit first? Uh, Jimmy, they're getting back by the week and we had some cracking races last weekend and you know, what about uh, Mr Brightside? You just love a horse that wants to win like that and Kristen and I were talking off air when we were having the little strategy chat for the next couple of months of lunch bets, Jimmy. They uh, They worked out out well last week, didn't they? I said said the next couple of months that uh, he missed the kick, which he doesn't usually do, and he's had the work to go forward. And even at the 100, you could see him coming, but you just didn't think he was going to get there. You just love a horse that tries like that. Hopefully the two I've got going around at Eagle Farm on Saturday might try like that, Jimmy. But I'm going to go down to Flemington for a bit. I found one that I just thought might be a little bit of a price and a chance in a very open race. Let's go to Flemington race four, number 14, a horse called Green Belt, Third up for the price stable, Jamie Carr rides. She's ridden it to a win before. Uh, ran second in a listed quality race in the Brisbane Carnival late last year. and I think somewhere around the 9.50 mark. Uh, I'll have a play on that. All importantly, Jimmy, I'll have 40 to win and 60 to play. So Whoa, I'm hey. not looking to back three horses in the same race, so I'll just have an each way bet at 9.50. Okay. Okay. You lie with dogs who catch fleas. That's what they uh, say. That's, now, that's, look
0: on your face there, Tristan, when Jared mentioned a race four number 14. It was either. This place got no idea, cause have a look at that. Or it was, uh oh, if everyone else backs is, we're gonna get crunched. Which one was it?
2: No, it was that we neglected to discuss this in our team talk before the <laughs> before the day because I have a tip in the same race oh, oh, in the, yes. in, in, the uh, in the market. I thought the five circle of um, of fire was gonna be very hard to beat. So there's been really good support for it early in the piece. Uh Race four number five. First up, Johnny Allen in the saddle, four forty in. So what I might do, I'm gonna i I'm gonna put fifty at the four dollars and then I'm gonna throw a fifty dollar quinella on the five and the fourteen to see if we can get a little bit of extra money for the uh for the charity account.
1: Okie dokie.
0: Now what, listen what, listen, <laughs> I know you blokes are in cahoots. I know there's an alliance that's never spoken about, but at least for the sake of keeping up pretenses, at least have a lunch bet. Go
1: head to head with each other about oh, which yeah. is first across the line. Oh, I think that's a given, Jimmy. We're definitely right. having a lunch bet. There's no problem there. Okay. No problem there. And Florida,
2: Florida Smith, which way are you going to go? Oh, you and know, I'm know just... what I'm
0: going to do? I'm going to go with the price. Thanks very much. I'll go to the 440 pop. Hey!
1: And just quickly, uh, Tristan, what about a couple of those races later in the day? We've got uh, imperatives uh, coming back um, in the the black caviar lightning stakes over a thousand meters and uh yeah a little bit of scuttle about about whether it trial well but there's some very good opposition there most notably up the top in um private eye who i think's uh, seen a little bit of money and um and some very good races in Sydney as well,
2: Jimmy. are You in Sydney? Just before we, we move away from that race, because just um, it is—it's we got all the, uh, the 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 big guns back, and Imperatries, I think is one of the best horses going around at the moment. But it's first up, you know, you, you, it's always interesting to see if a horse is prime for their first up effort with so many bigger prizes later on in the carnival. There's been a lot of support. Ballonipatine has been smashing that race. Ten dollars into five fifty—that's the three. And as Jared touched on, private eye six into 480. But if you jump on the Top Sports site at that 25 minute mark before the race jumps, it has an absolutely phenomenal record when we elevate our limits on the Group One races, where we bet all the pros' high limits on the Group Ones. And the, mark, the push for a horse straight after those opening prices come out of that 25-minute mark has an absolutely phenomenal effort. So jump on the top sport side of that period, see which way the big guns are going, because sometimes early in the piece this money movement can sometimes uh, not always tell the, the, the true story. But I, I think that will uh, be a really good guide, particularly for a race like this when you got a lot of horses first up.
1: Well, and I think in that race, uh, my question over the favourite is where it gets from gate two uh, and whether it might just get Caught inside and behind horses and get clear air, which it loves. So uh, I'm certainly with private eye there. Um, Jimmy, what have you found for us? Well, there's a couple of things at play there. Tristan, can you text me through
0: those big movers when they jump? <laughs> 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 Just, send yeah, Just send a little text through, mate. That'd be lovely. Oh, well, um, Jim, Jimmy, you're not on the number. No, oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I must be still getting the B grade tips, am I? Yeah, not the A graders, fair enough, fair enough. And Jared, what about the two you've got running around there? Anything there?
1: Uh, Jimmy, they, I think they're both going to start favourites. So uh, Antonito uh, won for us a couple of weeks ago. He's in race five. He steps from 1,000 to 1,200 and uh, Saturday grade. Um, been a little bit of money for him, but listen, I think it's a little bit of a task, but he's... Uh, he, was a, a nice win last start. And plundering, well, he had that forgive run. He's in race six. Um, I think he might go uh, close to being favourite. And this is all reports are his track work's been very good. So we're expecting to be better this week, Jimmy. How many forgive runs have you been given, Jared? just out of interest? Uh, Jimmy, how long have we got?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Always good to get the forgive run. Now, I'm going to go to Randwick. Uh, not sure about this price, but anyway, race one, number two, Switzerland. Uh, this is the form that Tracy did before Tristan had his prices up, and she she was a little disappointed. But anyway, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, uh, so, Coolmore Silks for J Mac, C uh, Waller there. Shangri La Express number one. That's the danger, but uh, very short in the market. Uh, I think a dollar ninety five in from. I think it touched two dollars at one point.
2: Tristan. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was actually it, it was. Um... First bet I saw when I walked into the office today um, was on Switzerland, and we actually had Shangri La Express as the slight favourite amongst the two runners at that point. I think it was two dollars the toppy and two hundred five Switzerland, and then there was a bit of a push to get Switzerland into favourite, so it's now into a Okay,
0: so all important staking plan when it comes to this one. Uh, I'm going to go a hundred dollars on the nose, gentlemen.
1: So. I thought you were going to have fifty
0: bucks on each of them. <laughs> <laughs> Not this week, Jared. But uh, I'm just.
1: Run me through again the profit you made out of that race <laughs> in the weekend. Actually, that's a great looking race, you because uh, you're right those two at the top of the market are clearly very, very talented. And uh, what about Gay Waterhouse? I mean, her two-year-olds at the moment oh. is just, you know, and and her uh, winner of the the English last uh, Saturday. I mean, it went through the car park and still won by three lengths. Um, she's got some uh, some very good cattle at the present moment, and very interesting. Just quickly talking about racing the. Uh, the uh, Rose Hill and ATC members on uh, Wednesday night, and some very, very vocal criticism against the ATC and their and their um, the chairman, Maybe and against Peter Volandis and uh, led by Chris Waller and Gay Waterhouse. Um, and uh, and long may they be vocal, because I think getting rid of Rose Hill would just be a disaster for Australian racing, let alone Sydney racing. Thoughts, Tristan?
2: I actually heard Gay's. Um... Gay's uh, interview this morning as I was driving into work and uh, it's it's a funny one because whenever Melbourne go r- racing goes around, whenever I know well, it's Wednesday looking to see what the fields look like for Saturday, I go straight to the racing page and I see, have we got Flemington? Tick, I know turnover's going to be up. Have we got Caulfield? Okay, it's a lesser of two. It, it, it's, it's still a good meeting. But if you go to Mooney Valley or Sandown, the turnover just drops off significantly where for... Sydney, you don't have that problem because Rose Hill and Randwick, there's no difference. The punters love betting at both of those tracks. So once we lose one of those, obviously we're going to have to fill the Saturday meetings with other venues and, you know, they might get the the quality of Canterbury or Warwick Farm up to that point. But, um, yeah, like there's so much history involved in it as well. There's so many things that, uh, you know, that, that, that... I would love to see it not be sold. But by the same token, there's also an industry to fund too. So there's so many pros and cons, but I think everyone's got to get out there. They've got to vote for what suits them. They've got to, we've got to get as many people voting for this as possible so that an actual true decision and, and one that's in the best interest of the industry is uh, is struck.
1: Well, I thought Gay raised a really good point. How the hell did the ATC get in a position of, of debt that they now have to consider selling a significant asset? Well, I don't know exactly why, but one thing you could say is,
0: hey, we, we we're we on an asset that's worth $3 billion. What's $80 million do- dollars between friends? I mean, that's that's a crude way of looking at it. The other, the other part about it is if you've got a chance to get a check for $5 billion, now I had a, a listener who's a valuer who I know very well went through and said, hey, where'd they get this valuation from because there's all these things to consider, which is a very fair point. But if someone walked up and said, hey, we'll give you $5 billion for it, I reckon you'd go... Well, let's have a look around for another site. Now, what that impact has on turnover is a, is a separate issue, but it's very hard to say no to a check for $5 billion. Yeah,
1: I don't know if you're moving to Horsley Park, whether that's the right decision, though, Jimmy. Um, anyway, very interesting debate. It's going to obviously have gone up a couple of levels this week, and I'm sure it will over the coming months.
0: Strong no from Chris Waller, wasn't it, on Horsley oh. Park being the solution? Um, Absolutely. So, yeah, interesting.